What's up, guys? Welcome back to True Social. We got Drew the Gemini. What up, though? Carlos, aka Mr. Domain. Hello, everyone. And yours truly, M the Gem, aka McTee. In case you're a new listener, True Social is a podcast about personal development. We cover everything from current events, news, health and wellness, relationships, sex, and money. That's right. And last week, we talked about my boy, eBay, RIP. We also talked about love and of course life with the whole quarantine thing that's going on right now and today of course we'll be talking about some more current events that's going on right now netflix and chill yeah how about that tiger king yeah <laughs> and carol baskin carol but i had a dream about her last night we can get into that later but anyways um and what's in the cup as always and yeah. last but not least some trending topics including uh what people are doing during quarantine right now so exactly let's yeah let's, let's dive, dive right in so maybe working back Words, uh, trending topics. I mean, quarantine, right? Right. Uh, so, how are you guys adjusting in that whole quarantine? Oh, wait. Thing? Yeah, what's the new trending word? Rona? Rona. Rona yes. Yeah. yeah. You got that Rona. Uh, like on dating apps, they'll be like, you got the Rona? I'm like, nah, I didn't I got the Rona. Rona right now. They have to be, I mean, because I think about it. You're a you're an influential person, right? So, let's say you're the, the CDC or whoever decides to name Corona, right? They've got to chuckle amongst themselves in their inner circle and be like, oh, I bet the stock on Corona is about to drop. That right is now. so true. I didn't even think about that, yeah, honestly. I mean, who knows? It could be doing well. You know, people are like, I'm going to get some Ronas at the store. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe. That's no, I actually, I mean, I can speak to this working in a bar. A lot of people actually forego Corona as a joke. They say, no, I don't want that. You know, just to, it, it's a way to elevate themselves, right? I know. Wait, what do you mean, like, elevate them how? Well, I mean, so, you know, it's an opportunity when you're uh, amongst your circle to be funny or be clever. And oh, a lot okay. of people are like, you know, I got you. what do you have? And, you know, we'll list Corona because Corona is something that we carry. And they're like, oh, no, I know. And then they'll literally make a joke about that at that time. Yeah. So that's crazy. I think Corona's hurting right now. It, well, I think everybody's hurting right now, right? <laughs> I don't know. I've been on vacation for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, how's, how's that been at home? <laughs> Uh, it's been pretty good, actually. I, uh, I'm i a person who likes my personal time a lot, so this is more of my norm. Yeah. Uh, I have also uh, allowed myself the fortunate <laughs> experience of losing a job based on my own performance. So I've had some kind of downtime like this, and uh, I actually haven't had the itch to go back to work yet, to be honest with you, because I've really focused on a lot of personal developments. If you... Uh, if you go into my home, you'll see we have a lot of whiteboards, etc. And, you know, on there is uh, beefing up on Spanish and practicing the guitar and watching the sunset and the sunrise and reading more. So I, I've found a very nice rhythm uh, outside of, you know, someone else deciding nine to five production kind of thing. So what they're going to like them telling you what to do. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, mine's been kind of opposite. I feel like I don't have my... I haven't really learned my quarantine Structure. routine yet. Yeah, yeah so I'm kind of like... I don't know. It's been harder to be motivated at work. You know, I still get my shit done and stuff. But, like, I'm just in my house all day, right? So it's just like I don't have... Like, I have breaks and stuff, but it's not like at work where I'm, like, talking to people or whatever. So that's been a little rough for me. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. So do you... Uh, I'll ask you then. So do you feel like looking back on it retrospectively and this is something that i always talk to her about my fiance um is someone else dictating to you 
the betterment of your life or are you in control of that? Exactly. That's so true. Especially living alone. Okay. So that's a, that's a great question. Um, now that I am single and after this quarantine thing. So you no boyfriend and no, and no job to report to. Right. You right. Realize all the structure set in your life was external. It's exactly. Except, instead of internal. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that I guess has been weird having to plan everything out in my day, not even plan it, but I'm yeah, deciding sure. all of that. Be 100% yeah. Responsible and so it's, us. it's, uh, it's, it's been nice, I would say, has its pros and cons, but um, I feel like it's building up my personal, what's the word? Development. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess. Like, I'm just kind of, I feel like this is the perfect time for me to be to have just gone out of a relationship. Not just, that would kind of be shitty if you're just like crying in your bed at, at night. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for the people who just broke up with someone, but I mean, it's We've been. We've all been there. Yeah, it's been, it's been a couple months, right? So now I'm just like kind of chilling, thinking about my thoughts and not having anyone, you know kind of intrude in those thoughts so it's, it's i mean that's kind of nice even though it can be kind of shitty at times but yeah, yeah it makes me learn more about myself every day for sure so uh what if you could say one or two things that you've learned about yourself in this process what would you say that is god that's a fucking great question what's my answer <laughs> <laughs> uh well one i love drinking no i'm just kidding <laughs> well well to be fair texas only no, actually, Texas is in second. California is second to Texas. Texas is the number one state to consume the most amount of purchased beverages during the coronavirus. Oh, dude, that is that no, is that uh, is the one shit. That is one trending thing right now. Like people are drinking, drinking oh, really? and drinking right. and drinking. Well, I mean, here we go. Let's let's take a pause. What's in the cup? Yeah, right, that's definitely a segment. Um, Drew, you want to talk about uh this this gin you scored oh, at the that, store? That Someone awesome. sold you on organic gin here. That's so what makes it organic? Yeah, that's. <laughs> well, it'd be organic ingredients, I right? I guess it means like, hold on, let me see here. I guess it, what, what's organic? Prairie? Like they don't use any pesticides right, they, or anything. No pesticides, no, uh, and nothing that wasn't from naturally prairie? grown. At the bottom it farm says. Farm crafted. Farm crafted, yeah. It actually, it, it tastes pretty good. I mean, we're actually sitting here sipping on it straight without anything mixed. And by so, we, we mean whom? Uh, oh, me and him, the gym, you know. <laughs> I mixed mine with a little bit of Corona. Oh, you know what they say? Cor- I didn't know those were Coronas. Yeah, yeah. shout Corona out to shout out to Drew still uh, supporting Corona. Corona. Still it down. There you go. So, nice. so Corona's got this uh, interesting refresca, right? So they've got guava, lime, uh, passion fruit, lime. So they're trying to compete with the uh, the White Claw. Well, I white mean, yeah, White game. Claw did it the best, These right? See, I I got some White Claws in my fridge right now. So you know? uh, why White Claw over Trulies? That's a great. I have like two more. You want one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so White Claw or Truly? This is the funny part. I actually started drinking Truly's first before I even knew about White Claw. Right. And then once I had the White Claw, I didn't go like I didn't go back. I tried Truly's again, but for some reason, I don't know if it's just like the. Because everyone drinks it. Yeah, like that's probably definitely part of it. But like now, when I drink Truly's, it's not as. They're so similar, so it's not right. like. But the taste, I still like a little bit better with the flavors. But. Honestly, I think Truly has a better flavor, to be honest with you, and actually they do it a lot better. But unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever side you're on, White Claw really. And see, that's what Drew really taught me. If I can share this, Drew, meeting you over a year ago, uh, one of the biggest takeaways from meeting you was that you your mind is very preset on, to I guess ingest the world in terms of marketing advertising and that whole gamut and so you really taught me and and actually reminded me of you know some of the things that i had learned but you look at things in a very marketable way right 
when you talk about and shout out to Drew. I mean, he does so much for for this podcast because you really, you know, you're like, hey guys, we need to get on TikTok. And that was a week before everybody was doing TikTok. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that um, and find value in that. But yeah, I mean, Wide Claw is just a trending thing. So any business, I think I learned that from you. I mean, being a personal uh, a, a personal business owner, I always kind of knew, you know, you hear, hey, you need it on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. But social media is so important and 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 advertising is so important because if you don't have someone to purchase from you, you don't have a business. Yeah. And where the money goes, or excuse me, I said that in reverse, where the attention goes, the money flows. And so that that's what I really learned from you. And I realized that, I mean, you could, you truly honestly has a better product, but because White Claw is more marketable, everyone is consuming. And then if you find those trends early on, then... Then you're, yeah. hey, you're rich, right? I, I, that reminds me though, I was still in college when White Claw started to become a thing. And uh, so people were like just raving about it. And then this frat, this, I went to this frat party and they were starting to give it out. And I was like, holy shit, it's a gold mine, you know? Cause like, you know, normally you're getting like Natty Light or some nasty beer. Um, and I was just like, no way. The ultimate fly trap, huh? And like, they were gone in like literally like 30 minutes. I like, yeah. cause people were just coming up with it. But like, I, I just remember that. That was so funny. But yeah, now there's still a thing for sure. I mean, I'm still buying them every fucking week. So. And they're kind of expensive, right? $13, $14 for a, a case of what I would call flavored seltzer. Well, those are, I mean, those are like 16 bucks, but I don't think these are. The Coronas. The Coronas. So yeah. White Claws are 5%. These are, you know what? Ooh, those are 4.5. Those are less. But they're more like, they're not like a seltzer. Like the White Claw. Yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of, of, yeah, there's there's less carbonation. Yeah. I think White Claw, I think that's where White Claw probably made their big uh, marketable mark is that they, they, they're they highly carbonated. So let me, mm-hmm. and which is what I wanted to share. As a mixologist, managing a bar in Austin, Texas, and probably the most renowned place in texas you know up and coming the domain Mm -hmm. when i drink a a white claw it tastes like a mixture to me uh and i don't know how you judge me on that what do you say mixed drink yeah like a mixed drink it is a mixed drink i would take it is a mixed drink i would take a vodka or a or a tequila and i would mix either the white claw lime with the tequila because it's just so light there's almost no flavor which i've been out floating on the river right I, yeah. First thing I say, White Claws are perfect if you want to drink all day and not and be in the sun because mm-hmm. there's, I don't know, you guys ever been in the sun drinking? We, they don't go together. Uh, bro, we they do don't. They go, go perfectly, but also yeah, yeah, opposite. <laughs> and being in the sun, yeah, you better. So I, I, I actually lived in uh, San Marcos for about about two years, and I, I was a river rat. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's the that's term. What they, river that's rat? what they call them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what Don's river? Fish Camp, if you don't know about Don's I went to Don's all the time. My ex-boyfriend yeah. um, went to Texas State, and so I was there all the time. Don's like, he's literally, he's a white black guy because his skin is so dark. It's like football. No way. Uh, I'm, I wonder if he's still alive, but I know he was old when I was there. And so there's like a spot you go float and everybody party. But man, a lot of times you have plans that night. But you float the river all day, you go home. That's what I'm saying. Is no, you don't really remember getting home. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. Like, you wake up at like 12 o'clock at night. And you're like, ah, oh, we still gonna go to this party? Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> but. Speaking of people being being in sunlight, uh, tell us about Tiger King, Drew. I know you've been the one most uh, invested in it. Oh. <laughs> out of all of us. They have a personal... Well, you sent us in the group, in the group message 
the uh, let me let me paint the picture. So so there it's a it's a photo shot from uh, a passenger side car, and there's a a bear, a guy dressed up like a bear. Yeah, I found that online. I don't even know what it was, but dude, this shit is crazy. Well, but tell tell him what it the, the what it said. No, the bear was holding up a sign that said. Yeah, so uh, it was it was a cuddly bear, right? It wasn't it wasn't like oh, the yeah, bear like like a grizzly bear, but it was like it like a teddy bear. I know what it said. It's, I remember. It said you want to say yeah that? yeah I, I mean yeah it was a teddy bear. It was a guy dressed up in like a, a five a six foot teddy bear, right? Yeah. And he the funny part about it was the sign and the mask. So he obviously had a corona mask on, right? Which was hilarious, but it was like a surgical mask, like you know, like from the seventies. Nothing that you know it would stop a cough, but nothing else. Um. And then he had a sign, and he said, "Honk if you think." Uh, and I'm forgetting Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. If you think Carol Baskin did it, I mean that's marketing, that's advertising, that's that's trending mm-hmm. right there. How many people? Like I don't even, I didn't, I don't, I didn't even know who Carol Baskin was, right? But the fact that he's bringing it current makes it so funny. No, it's so crazy. Like that whole Tiger King thing has blew up on social media. So if you haven't seen it, you're like. Shit, I gotta see what this is because everyone's yeah, talking about it. it. Like, I gotta, I gotta know what's going on. And so last night, I even had a dream about this shit, dude. My dream was me and my family live like right next door to Carol Baskin, and I, we wanted to go hang out with their animals. You know, she's like monkeys, lions, tigers, and oh, uh, we went in there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she was like pissed at us for like hanging out with the animals, and we, I don't know, I think we kind of forced going into her house. I don't know what the deal was. But anyways, um, Unwelcome for sure, it ended right? up being like, she was like, all right, I'm leaving. And I had this feeling that she was about to like explode her house to kill us. And so we were like, oh my God, we got to run. And so we ran and she like starts driving away, clicks this button on her thing. And then the house explodes. And the next thing you know, I wake up in the hospital with my whole family. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yes. Uh, just to switch gears, but in the same stream. My fiance has a lot of vivid dreams like that. Yep. Is that a girl tendency? She'll be like, someone was chasing me. She has this dream a lot. She's like, and always in her dream, it's never like, someone will be, okay, I'll tell you one of her stories. So she's at an amusement park and some guy is after her. So she's running to seek help and she ends up going away from everyone and she's kind of like in the secluded area. She's hiding. <laughs> God, I swear. And, you know, so having a minor in psychology and all these things, I kind of understand. Okay, so so reality fears play out in dreams, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, if you're having a dream about you know someone chasing you, you feel unsafe in your in your day to day life, right. right? And then if you're hiding and you're screaming, but no one can hear you, that's another sign, right? Like right. no one's listening to you in your world, you know. And so all those things make express themselves out you know, in through your dreams and through your subconscious, but that, okay. So I could talk so long about dreams because I well, So I think it's my medication that stems from it. Like I take antidepressants and like, I've seen that as a being a side effect, but mm-hmm. so you're saying, I don't know if it's about girls. I don't think that, I don't think it's a girl thing. I and think and it's I'm just, not, and can I say this? I mean that in terms of one thing, I believe that guys brains and girls brains are wired differently. Gotcha, okay, Therefore, yeah we are susceptible to different things. And so it doesn't mean that your reality or your dreams are bad or my reality or my dreams as a male are bad. But I just noticed a lot of, like a lot of males, at least from, and I understand that I haven't sampled the whole world and I don't have all the friends, but from the guys I talk to, rarely do they have dreams of being vulnerable, but working in industry, right? Um, I work in an industry where we are very susceptible. We come out with, you know, 
whatever personal belongings that we have late at night and that makes us susceptible. And so unfortunately, one of our employees was actually, she had actually had an unfortunate event where uh, she lost a lot of her personal belongings. I won't go into the details of it, but I mean, use your imagination. And so I've always said, you know, I don't know what it's like to be a female because I don't know what it's like to leave from wherever I'm at, walk into my car and feel vulnerable. At the, at the, at the worst, I'm like, okay, I'll have to fist fight. I don't know what it's like to be in a position where I could be sexually assaulted. See, that is a great point. And that definitely can factor into dreams, I'd say. So yeah, yeah I like, I like hearing that perspective. Um, it definitely depends on the person, but I don't know. It's I don't just, know, Drew, just what kind crazy. of, uh, what kind of, have you ever, you know, do you dream? Let's start there as guys. Do you dream a lot? Right and if you do, I what kind of, I haven't had any lately. I don't really dream that often. when, like, I'm, I notice, like, I have really good vivid dreams when I'm, like, in my best shape and I'm, like, healthy working out and I'm eating clean and stuff like that. I have really good health. So the dream signal kind of comes through yeah, better like, when you're on top of like your Like, you have good dreams or, or, or just dreams? Or anytime, like, like, good stuff is happening, like, my dreams are more vivid. I did have a dream the other night. It was crazy because I had a good day at work the other day. I threw up, but uh, I, I had Whenever you say throw up, I'm like, you threw up? Oh my God. I had a friend who used to say, he used to use the the connection of butt and fucking. So whenever he would talk, he'd be like, butt, because you know, that's a normal thing. Like, and have you ever seen people who aren't But fucking, that girl was like. Exactly. We crack up because, you know, people use like and to pause to gather their thoughts. But he's like butt butt and fucking. fucking. That's great. All right, keep going. But fucking, like I was saying, <laughs> like I was saying, no, I, I had a crazy dream the other night. So like, so the other day I had like six cells in the day, right? It was, and then Just like casually. I dreamed that day, which is pretty good, right? But I dreamed that night that um, I, it was actually seven, and like the seventh one was like a good friend of mine, and like it was a very vivid dream, like to where when I woke up, I was like. I don't know if that happened. Yeah. Happens to me way too fucking much, dude. It's and it was scary. crazy because he That's lives here in Austin. So, like, he actually came up to my office and, like, the my seven cell was, like, face-to-face. And he was like, yeah, I need this or whatever. But, yeah, I just had a very vivid dream. And, like, dreams to me, whenever you're dreaming, to me, it's a sign that, like, you're thinking clearly you're on the right path and, and things like that. Like, when you're not having dreams and stuff, to me, it's like, okay, something's off. You're not you're in emotional. everything. Yeah. See, for me, it's like, it's kind of similar, but I feel like it's it's thoughts that I don't want to confront and they come out in my dreams and it kind of makes me look at it in a, you know, in a metaphor more so. Mm-hmm. But like then afterwards, like the other dream, I had a, I had a dream about like uh, not necessarily being a bad friend, but in my dream, I was making a decision that I didn't really want to make. And so in real life, then it was weird because like one of the similar friends came to me about something and I was like, I'm going to choose to go on my way and try to be a better friend than I would have been in the first place because of my dream. I don't know if that makes much sense, but, well, it does. Yeah. but like, yeah, I was like, I was like, that's so weird. Like the day I had the like night I had that dream the next day, like something happened to where it was my turn to reach out, you know, and do something. So it was like, like a vision. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Like- exactly. I was like, is this a reflection of myself or a reflection of what I should be doing in the future? It was just like, it was just, you know, made me think about it a lot. So I don't know. It was weird. But. Well, definitely quarantine has given us a lot of time to God. think. Yeah. So we're wondering. A lot of time how... to think, a lot of time to drink, a lot of time to sleep. Like this quarantine shit is uh, fucking up my whole workout routine. Are you, are you finding oh, yourself sleeping later? Not my buddy the other day, he was like, dude, normally 
you're up at like five every morning. Oh, yeah. Which I do wake up, but I don't have a gym to go to. Yeah. Right. So yeah. he, he's so used to me like getting up and hearing me do my routine and everything. And now like I'm up, but like I wind up reading or I just go outside and I walk for, you know, I go walk or whatever. Everybody's like, oh, you can go run and stuff. I'm, my opinion, I've never been into running on concrete. That shit hurts your knees. It's not good for your, like... I do that shit too much. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't... Understand. I used to work at a gym, and we used to get people all the time to come in with a doctor's note. Basically, had they have, like, a injury so bad from running on concrete that they have to go to the gym to run on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, like... That's the only thing I'm missing is, like, I, I enjoy going to the gym. That's yeah. it. But as far as the routine of, like, I'm I'm not antisocial, but I prefer to be alone. Mm-hmm. But I do, like, in a social environment, I flourish. Like, yeah. It's not like when I'm somewhere socially, I'm, I'm like, a wallflower. I, but I prefer to, like, be by myself observe. or in a small group, like, yeah, more observe. intimate settings where I can have like a conversation with somebody. I do too. But like we were talking in a previous podcast, you know, we're talking about contrast a lot. Right. And so that's why I feel like I'm more, I am an introvert as well, but I need that time to socialize with other people so I can process have, yeah, to have that better me time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, yeah. that's, that's one thing that yeah, I've been yeah, saying myself. Not, but. So you, you, you need to recharge. You got you, recharge. You, exactly. Yeah, it's a recharge phase. For Speaking us. of uh, quarantine, uh, do you find that you're having more sex or less sex? Because I, I, I think about it because I'm engaged, right? So I, I'm thinking about people because I told her it was a great story. So right before this hit, um, she had lost her job. Mm-hmm. And so her parents were like, you know, they asked her out of due diligence and responsibility. Do you still think it's an idea? Because we, we were set to move in. And so I had to... Um, take care of all the financial responsibilities in order for us to close out my old place, move her. I mean, we had to buy new dishes, everything. I just wanted right. everything new. Right. And so, you know, she kind of asked about that. She said, you know, my mom brought up the fact that, you know, is this still a good idea? And so I remarked to her a couple of days ago, I said, I was just thinking if I hadn't pursued this, you would still be at your parents and I would be at my place and we would essentially be quarantining ourselves oh, shit. and yeah. wh- how much of a difference of a relationship that would have been right that is wild. and that's yeah. why i'm s- fast forward i'm so pleased and fortunate i feel so fortunate that we got to live together you know in this kind of crisis because it's it bonded us right you think about people who go through the best example i can give is when you go through a, a new job interview a new class you always it's statistically true you bond with the people that you humans bond with the person that they have the experience with, right? Yeah, and they're going through shit with. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, so you will always remember the people who got hired with you. You will and I notice that in restaurants because I'm a corp I used to be a corporate trainer for restaurants. I go into all these different environments and I would see the people who stayed friends the longest were people who were initiated mm-hmm. into that whole thing, right? You felt the closest bond over over peers, over people who were authoritative, all of those things, you know, you, you stick with those people. And so I thought about that. I said the psychology of the bond would have been lost if she, if we would have did the prudent thing and said, well, you don't have an income. I mean, I could take care of my income, but you know, a lot of people won't make that decision. Right. Exactly. But it was such a good decision for our relationship. That's great. See, that reminds me of, I'm also happy in my situation because if I were still dating the guy that I was and 
we would have still been dating at this point. He is actually from um, another country, you know? And so he, he, he's like now thinking, well, we haven't talked much cause like we're broken up now, but like he, he possibly is going back home to Australia cause now he does not have a job. He's like, right. what's my purpose here? Cause right. I came here for the sport. And so now I'm just glad I'm not in that. So we would have to figure that shit out. Like, so that's why I'm also grateful to be going through this. We broke up before, you know, and right. not having to go through the quarantine thing together too. Um, but yeah, that's my stance on it. I'm like, I'm happy to be where I am. So, so I think, and I think all of us, so it's very interesting that each of us, it appears, and and I'll clarify this right now. (laughs) We each tend to hold one of the flames of what a relationship is or isn't during quarantine. Myself being newly engaged and newly moved in, uh, in a relationship, you being newly out of a relationship Mm -hmm. and single. And then I I guess that would lead you to... (laughs) Be philandering or whatever it is that he does with those man, those I'm, green eyes and dreads. I'm enjoying myself, man. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple quarantine texts. You know? <laughs> I don't know, man. It, like I I walk myself through the process, and then I'm like, <laughs> like, well, that's the thing. It's like it's weird right now at this point because it's like, do I risk it to go with someone? It's like, but now well, I was well, Drew was talking about that, right? He was like. Uh, it's weird, but I feel an obligation not to hang out with other mm-hmm. people because I post a lot of social media about this, yeah, etc. And I, and I think back, you know, I'm thinking, what do people think? You know, oh, they're out. Well, you, you said, know. what is this? Right. Enc- what happens is you realize, what is this encounter worth? Right. Like, what is it worth to me? Like, is it worth? Okay, maybe I go. And, is it me just getting corona? No. Like, if I go meet with this person, they have it right. It's me. Right. It's everybody else that I'm interacting with. It's the people I go to work with. But it, it's it's not even that. It's their side of it too. So like you don't know who they've seen or yeah. who they've seen or who they've seen. Like it exactly. goes back like five, not even five people. It's like, like sex. It's all people. It's like sex. It is like sex. It is. When you learned it, right? They were like, yeah. "Have you ever seen that thing where?" I uh, well, I saw a commercial, but for other people, it was uh, a kind of a glue ink blot. But the commercial was it was two people walking up uh, to, to to kind of uh, symbolize starting a new relationship but in the mirror because it was a glass mirror as they were walking up it showed their exes and then who their exes were with and then oh exponentially God. how many people right. that is hey, exactly but here's the here's the catch 22 here's what it makes you think about right it's like if you're willing to take a risk it comes to self-control right if you're willing to take a risk of catching a deadly virus just to hook up, I mean, and these are people I haven't like that are reaching out to me, females I've talked to, I haven't seen since this shutdown. No, right? no males. Most of the people I've chose to <laughs> hang out with, with people who like right around this time this happened, that have already been around, right? People I work with, mm-hmm. and then of course, like it was right when we started this podcast, and we. You know, we all agree we're not hanging out with a bunch of people. Yeah, exactly. And we wanted to commit to like following through with this podcast, do whatever we needed to. I told you, for me, it felt like that's what makes me. That's the kind of the turn off to it because I'm like, man, what are you willing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You like (laughs) it makes you value more the relationships that you have. That's so true. More importantly, you realize you it's just a convenience, right? It's like, hey, let me see if you feel this way afterwards. Right now, exactly. It's like it's like so it's like a better screening process. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm talking to these people. It's like, do I really have any intention of meeting them after the fact? Okay, so so like Corona (laughs) is providing a secondary line of defense in terms of your relationships. Oh, I agree. Okay, so you know dating apps, you know. Not everyone gets on them, but I love it. It's Everyone fun. It's fun. 
um, you know, gives you people, you know, okay, I don't, don't want to get much into world, this, right? but, but yeah, exactly. And so like, it just, I can talk to like all these different people, but it's like, I don't really have to see them, you know? So it's like, it allows you to talk to these people constantly. Cause you know, once people are finally get the idea that you're not going to hang out with them, they're like, all right, like, you know, Easy. stop. But Shut it's down. like, see, and so that's the thing though. And, and then I think as you like, as you go through life, like when you think of situations now, when someone hits me up, I play it through my head, right? I'm like, okay, you go, you get what you want. How long are you gonna keep in touch with this person? Right, exactly. Or do you want to go through that awkward, awkward phase or whatever? And that brings us up to a good note. Let's take a break. What's up, guys? We're back from break. Um, we kind of wanted to touch more on Tiger King because we kind of passed over that for a second. But I know Drew, Drew oh, has yeah, seen man. it probably more more of it than we have. So if you want to take oh, over, you already know. I mean, first of all, shout out to my boy David Puku who inspired me to watch the movie. <laughs> Who's David Puku? Man, David's a, a, a buddy of mine I've known for a while. Uh, I met when I was doing uh, club promoting. He's one of He's, he's awesome. a local promoter. Yeah, he's big. He's known. You know that's. But he he used to have this tiger. He used to have these events. And he would post on Facebook. Who wants to pet a tiger this weekend? Oh my goodness! And I made a post online. He said he did know the Tiger King. I don't know if he was joking, but I wouldn't be surprised if he. Well, did. what was the guy that did throw those parties in Vegas? What was his name again? It was like Joe Doc Exotica? B. No, not Joe Who's Exotic. It was Doc B. Who's Doc B? The yeah, other guy on. For yeah, Doc B's, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, every hey. No, his name is Doc something though. I'm fucking gonna look this up right now. Parties in Vegas. Yeah, that other the other guy who had like all these like three no, different wives. Was, uh, oh, the with the wives, it wasn't Doc Doc V or something like. Anyways, what about fucking Carol Baskin? God damn it. Right. Why does the Tiger King have to be in jail? Carol Baskin. Women get away with so much. Hey. So many things. Doc Antle. I'm sorry, I had to say. Doc Antle, not so Doc what's King. up with what's up with if you guys are both fighting at home and the cops get called, but 90 percent of males go to jail. Hey. Now I get it. I'm accounting for males are no more aggressive. Comment. No comment. Uh, in the gym, you want to comment on this? I feel like as a female, there's afforded luxuries, right? Especially in um, divorce cases, women typically get. I mean the 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 assumption is men can't provide as, hey, ladies, as well as women. Do you have a statistic I, on that? I just want you to know I love all y'all. I think women are amazing and y'all are fantastic and y'all are. Don't y'all say but. Don't say but. Gift to man. No shit. We're not even a gift to. No seriously. Gift to no, mankind or gift to men? I'm being. I'm being dead serious. Because that's. God's greatest gift to. Man. Okay, gotcha. So like, which that's... one came first, the female or the male? Y'all want to talk about that shit? Uh... What do you mean? Does it matter? It doesn't. One's not better without the other. Better off without the other, right? Well, that's what superiority is, right? Who came first? Superiority is... I think, I think, I think we come from a, a mother vibration, right? A nurturing vibration. Right. Superior. And I think that's just expressed in the female and male gender. Yeah. 
Yeah. How the fuck did we go from Tiger King to this shit? Because we're deep on <laughs> Chew Chulso, baby. Right. What you talking about? We were just trying to be talk you, about be this true. gay meth head that raised tigers. Wait, he's a gay meth head? He's not gay. Yeah, he is gay. Bro, he has two husbands dude, that are look, apparently straight. Yeah, dude, you're behind on the shit. Uh, I'm sorry. I've been meditating to get my bro, money up. This is, I'm trying to tell you, this will get your money up. <laughs> yeah? A gay, so, a gay tiger breeder? So, yes, and so Most, he... And he's polygamous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he has two husbands, but... How do you feel about polygamy? But apparently at the end of it, um, they both say they're straight, and that he was, like, drugging them up with meth the whole time, kind of. The so guys? They, they were kind of no, staying with the, the meth. Only yeah. thing, but he was yeah. paying their bills. He was buying them all this food. Oh, he's so a sugar fixing. daddy. Yeah. Hey, how many of you guys out there, male and female, on that sugar daddy stuff, right? A lot of people, because hey. most people don't want to get up and work. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of bitch I mean, that's ass. definitely another there's a, a lot trend. Of bitch I'll agree with you. There's a lot of bitch assness going on around here lately, but I don't think okay, I'm not making excuses for I it. I feel like they had to be but bisexual. I will say that our the millennial outlook in the generations after some generations, I'm not gonna say anything, <laughs> but there's a lot more like weighing on that generation. Then there is like as far as like people don't realize, we, this is the generation that grew up with like the one parent household, right? Right, and, and even that like mom kissing her girlfriend. Yep. There's yeah. There's just so many changes. For There's this much generation. less judgment nowadays on, you know, different gender relationships, which is awesome. Oh yeah. Well, I come from an old school, uh, format. I think you do too as well, right? In mm -hmm. the gym. Uh, Drew, how'd you grow up? Single parent, two parent, single parent, single parent, I male, mean, female. Uh, my mom, four sisters. And then Damn. did you? But did you have any kind of uh, bisexual, transsexual, any kind of? Fuck no. Not aunt, uncle, not with you. Oh no, yeah, nobody. Okay, so relatively, so so we're kind of uh, we're kind of from one spectrum, right? What, regardless if like M the Gemma and myself grew up a two parent home, male and female. Drew grew up with a female, everyone leaning towards a heterosexual kind of outlook, right? As opposed to those who might have an aunt who is uh, gay or or, or or an uncle who's gay. I, I didn't really have that. Yeah, no, I didn't have that either. Um, but I've recently been discovering in myself, I have been... Curiosity? By curious, 100%. Um, and, like, my parents are all for, you know heterosexual marriage no 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 i'm saying they're all, all for open? anything they're open to anything you know they love really lgbtq like everything and uh but it was funny because i brought it I up the other say, day to do, my dad or no my dad do they condone you being okay a... so that, that's funny because like when you know they're all like let's go to the gay pride you know they're all for it right um just as i am and uh but i was like talking to my dad he's uh and I'll be like, yeah, like I kissed a girl or whatever. And he's like, yeah, that's so cool. It's so funny. It's like weird because me and my dad have more of a close relationship. But then my mom's kind of like, what? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> and like, but she's the one that's like so like, not, they both are, but like, they're like, you know, gay rights, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then she's like, I don't know about what you dated a girl. I'm like, mom, wait, what? <laughs> wait, but you went to the gay pride. The gay pride. You no, know, like, yeah. she still would obviously support me no matter what, which I'd be so grateful for. But it's just kind of funny that still she has this kind of you know, mindset where you're saying like hetero, heterosexual, you know, right. like in, in, in her offspring. So it's like, it's not like she's going to be judgmental towards it, but it was still like kind of out of her, her comfort zone. Comfort zone. Yeah. And so like, 
so like me bringing that up like I don't I don't mind her opinion on it you know because I respect everyone's opinion but at the same time I was like mom you can't kind of you can't kind of go back on a no she's going back on her yeah she's not like she I don't want to like and it may not be that but she may feel like she's known you and that like this is something that like, that's what it is she wasn't expecting exactly and it's her off guard. that's it's probably it because like, she, she's not she's not like no oh my gosh you know like not yeah it's just against it's it but it's just like adapting it because she's known you as a different person that's it's so not, true it's yeah it's kind of like what people explain to people when like you're young you grow up why it's so important to go away and get away from Brighter um, like the people who know you because they'll keep you trapped in this box because right. they see you one kind of way so they're gonna isn't that so interesting that's the thing. and i think that that's the buy-in for college is that you you really get a chance to negotiate your own social value amongst mm -hmm. your peers which is very different than maybe how you present yourself to your parents right the expectation the formality all those things and so you kind of explore mm -hmm. really gender exactly no and and that's when that's one thing recently recently during this quarantine so i've been staying with my parents a little bit too because they live in austin um and yeah. i enjoy they were concerned their company. for you yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you know, they. Uh, I mean, I think everyone did that retouch back to family. Where it was for a sure. simple phone call to your mother. Exactly. Like me, or maybe it was like, "Hey, where are you?" The coronavirus. Her her grandmother, you know, constantly contacts her about mm. from California about, "Hey, how are you? You know, you had a weak immune system as a child. How are you faring?" Everyone is reaching out to everyone out exactly. of concern. Yeah, exactly, and so. Yeah, I feel like it was kind of. I feel like I was kind of obligated just to like go over there and, uh, like, I wanted to as well, obviously. But yeah, it's kind of like, this is the time of you know, kind of uncertainty. uncertainty yeah. Yeah, and so um, I did that for a while. But I was where I was going with that was, I love spending time with them. Like, I was never annoyed or anything. But I kind of realized that like, I needed my own space Contrast. to. What? Contrast. Yeah, exactly. I needed my own space to like. Figure out who you are. Well, yeah, that and just yeah, exactly. Like, be with my own thoughts and not have. That's why I love living alone because, like, I can, whether I'm Snapchatting or jacking up. No, I'm just kidding. Jacking off is not the term for girls. Rubbing one out. Rubbing, rubbing one out. Um, exactly. So, like, you know, like, I can't do those things when I'm there. Um, so, I mean, just, like, just having that time to well, myself. you could. Yeah, okay, but I, we I, I, I don't. did some things in her parents' house. I'm not going to go into detail. <laughs> so, that, this shows a lot of respect for you. And I didn't initiate that, by it's the not way. Even, it's not even respect. Well, it is to a certain extent, but at the same time, it's like, I don't feel comfortable it's, knowing it's that they're in the eternal. next room. <laughs> no, exactly. And so, like, I think I had to go back home to, so, I could, so I could have the ability to kind of um, rest with myself, right. you know? I feel like I couldn't fully rest with myself while I was there, even though I was having a great time, you know? And see, and that, let's extrapolate from that, right? A lot of people are doing that subconsciously, they don't even understand it, where you uh, have your identity and your sense of normalcy within your own space outside of your parents when you go back to whatever that authoritative figure is right um you find yourself readapting to that so and then understanding the contrast before. so that's so okay in this even though we were uh since we're talking about this like the the parents uh having the different household y'all had the two-parent household i had you know a single parent my mom was working most of the time so, so who really raised you I raised myself or my sisters when they were around at the time, and then. So what was the age? Are you difference? the youngest? Are you yeah, youngest, middle. No, I'm the uh, I'm the sec. Like I've got a younger sister, and then I'm the youngest, other than her. Gotcha. So you're the baby. 
So I've got three older Baby sisters. boy. Okay, so they kind of raised you. Yeah. Well, so we moved well, here. Well, when she wasn't there. We moved right? here to Texas. They were old enough to go do their own thing, basically, put it that way. You and the youngest sibling. Came with my, came with my mom. So, gotcha. so they were they were over 18. So, yeah, they were. Or so they, they could were come like and go. 16, they could do their they own could thing. Go. But yeah. my, my point was, when I was young, like I was always used to being by myself. Like, that's interesting. I was used to being by myself a lot, or being, or being responsible for making sure dinner was made. You know, for yourself or for the house was taken them. care of because I was, I had to be like the man of the house, bro, at like a very young age. Right. So I didn't have like, and I think it's part of the reason like where the whole idea of like me liking the host and being the host and helping out is like because I was, I wasn't the person like hey having fun i was always the person like making sure everything was okay was like good yeah like my mom if she's working these long hours like i i need to make sure i'm cooking some food and i'm feeding my if if my little sister was with me you know if i was responsible for her now of course my mom if she could she had like a friend or somebody that could watch her right once i reach a certain age i didn't need someone to watch me so i, I could be at the house by myself or whatever but she may still take my little sister to go hang out with her friend who has like a daughter her age and pick her up later. So I was I was by myself a lot unless I was with my friends hanging out and stuff. Can I say uh, I kind of understand that scenario. Uh, so I'm the oldest of four siblings, right? Uh, so it's me and my brother. They call it Irish twins. We're 18 months, 18 months apart. Uh, but then there is a five-year gap uh, from myself and my parents had... Two kids, and then a five-year gap, and then two kids. Gotcha. But it was interesting that my little brother, who is two years younger than my sister, there was actually a little bit of tension within our household because uh, he was allowed to stay out later and do more things as a male two years younger than as a female. And maybe that's a tra traditional home kind of thing, you know? So my parents expected my sister, who was, you know, let's say my sister was 16 and my brother was 14, the 14-year-old brother could stay out later than the 16-year-old sister because she needed to be in the home because she was... And actually, I struggle with that with her a lot is, you know, and she kind of remarked well, that. Was, and then it used to be thought that males weren't targeted. Now, obviously, we're starting to learn that there's a lot of males that were being targeted by, you know, yeah. that whole situation. They've been seen yeah. as a resource as well for sexuality, right? Yeah. So, but, no, yeah, of course. Like, I was way younger than my sisters. I got... Like, I was... Yeah, the you're good like, side of it was like you're. He's the guy. They weren't like. Kind of the downside was like I didn't get as much attention, but the at the same upside time, you got the freedom. Yeah, I didn't get that. So you didn't get the attention. You yeah. couldn't come into the circle. It was like, and oh, he could do what he like. I could like when I was ten years old, I could come in. You know, well past the time the sun came down. Yeah, I might be in a little bit of trouble, but you know, the whole thought is as a boy, oh, you're out getting into mischief probably doing something right but the you're whole idea is like your danger. daughter who's like 10 years old coming in is like there's men out there who could snatch you could be abducted but yeah. a, a but a boy could be abducted just as easy mm -hmm. so but it's that bias that was never you know that right wasn't the, that wasn't the thought see, process then. The thought process then and i'm the only girl um of two brothers well not including my mom but um yeah so i i definitely was you know looked Are you at the youngest no i'm the middle so, so there's two different aspects to it. I know we were talking to this, talking about this previously, but like I, my older brother definitely had the most, you know, strict 
or like my parents were most strict with him at first because you know it's the first kid they're figuring it out um and so as it it's when, so funny by the last child it's like they could eat paint and, and right and it's like no, on the dirt and you're and as the as the older i'm like i would have been fucking grounded like, for that that's shit what I said too. i'm like are you serious my little brother's name micah he, he's the youngest i was like the things he got away with versus me it's just like because parent they they realize that you're gonna do what the fuck you want to do exactly and so yeah the second time around it's not so much about stopping you it's more about being Guiding prepared you. for it to yeah. happen and, be, and, and kind of like building that trust with your kids where like now you kind of know what might happen no matter what you do and you're prepared and so now you're prepared and kind of want to communicate with your kid like if you're gonna do this like let me know I just want to make sure you're safe and that's mm-hmm. what I feel like you know I I'm not a parent so um, I don't know that situation yet but but yeah but also you're well, saying a child, being a- i feel gypped because i feel like i didn't get to i got way more disciplined but you know what i noticed and i read a book on this um i noticed that uh i am more successful in life it, how about i say it like this the amount of responsibility you are forced to accept or voluntarily accept will ultimately in general dictate how much success that you you've had and actually there's a book written that where you fall at in terms of pecking order for siblings uh, has a lot to do with your success in life. So those who are who maybe had a younger sibling uh, to take care of tend to be more responsible in life and tend to have more success. Because I think, I don't know, what do you guys think? Is responsibility re- equated with success? Um, I think so. And I'm just admiring. I love how this conversation went from, you know, Gay meth head tiger trainers <laughs> to, <laughs> to, our childhood, yeah. to our childhood upbringing. <laughs> well, we cover we everything, like, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Obviously, uh, with, and that's the whole thing with, with great uh, power. Be, yeah, great power comes with a lot of responsibility, yeah. right? So that's obvious. Like, if you want, if you're wanting to be someone that's in power and control. It just means you have more responsibility. So, I agree with you there. Yeah. What about you, McT? I'd say yes. Um, because kind of learning all that shit as you grow up, and so you are more likely to be successful. But at the same time, I don't think that means if you weren't given as much responsibility that you can't still be successful because you're kind of figuring that out in maybe a shorter time period. Um, so I feel like it's like, it gives you an advantage. Y- yeah. So, yeah. It so does, I think, I think you it, kind of have the experience, right? I think it does for sure. And uh, I don't know. So yeah, I agree with you, but I'm saying, I'm not saying that can't mean you can right. be successful. You know too. So that's what, that's what, that's how I feel about it. Cause you're saying that. And here's where I would see the downside of being responsible at a young age. And like, it's always, I get this from a lot of people that know me. It's like, uh, you, you kind of fall into this space, though, too, or where, like, you're always the only responsible, and you're footing, like, the bill well, for you the attra- people you attract irresponsible. Right, right. Like, you attract yeah, what it, what it you is. You take the L, you take the L, or you, you prop up other people because you know what it's like to be responsible, and then people almost, it's almost like they see that in you, and they know that, well, and they will mm-hmm. take advantage of it. So, like, something that my parents, my family, my sisters, they're always like, like, and I was just thinking about this, this whole coronavirus, the reason why I'm like, man, this is deep. Dude, I've always been that person that, like, I'm, I'll say I'm going to take a vacation, and then I'm like, no, 
What if, like, I remember one time I took paid time off from work. It was, to, it was uncomfortable. To then go huh? freaking work. So I, so I was oh. getting double paid. Like, I'm always thinking about, like, how can I max? Like, I'm always a workaholic. I've never been on a real vacation. Like, this I've never been to Vegas, bro. I'm from California. I've never been to LA. I've never oh been my to gosh. Hollywood. And, like, this is this, this worker mentality that I took on at a young age. Like, at the age of 14, I was working with, like, grown men out doing manual labor, like, helping my mom pay her bills and stuff. And, like, I've always been that person to sacrifice, like, to give more to others. In my relationships when I'm with people, it was, like, a hard lesson I had to learn, like, because I'm always the one to sacrifice. Even when the relationship is bad, I'm not the one to walk away. I'm Same, like, dude. Is... And then I let the, like, <clears throat> at the end of it, when that person, when the other person walks away, I'm the one, like, left with, uh, you know, like, the, the aftermath of the relationship. You know what? They get off scot-free. They're not left with the, you know, payments or whatever we accumulated together or paying for, you know, this big apartment you got with this person and stuff like that. So the downside of it what uh, from being, like, the responsible person is, like, the flip side is balancing that out is to where I've never taken that time to, like, be selfish like just do me right exactly my family's like always screaming that to me they're like dude i would i would say less less selfishness but self-care because there's a there's a certain mentality that goes with selfishness right it's It's like taking more than you should right this is mine it's pure selfishness bro it has to be selfishness i know you're trying to put a a term on it but no the straight term is selfishness it's just like i I don't agree with that i learned recently like we're all narcissists. There's nothing wrong with being narcissistic. There's but too much of anything, right? There's nothing wrong with So you're saying it's selfish, but there, there's a way to yeah. have enough of it. So so I can go into this too. So I feel like even though I am a good friend, am a good, you know, person to reach out to and be there, but like I feel like most of the time I am working on, like you're saying, self-care and self. So like I tend so to be well. selfish sometimes because I am trying to work on myself before I do try to help others sometimes. And like, I think that's okay. And I think that's a great thing because sometimes you can get involved in people's lives so much to where you kind of look back at yourself and you're like, well, fuck, I'm not really happy right now. You know? So I think it is a good thing to be selfish a little bit, you know, but it's also good to recognize that balance of selfishness and then to help others, you know, with their shit too. So that's because it, it, just to touch on what you're saying, like selfish, you're trying to rephrase it. And that's us running from like the people who are like I don't want to be selfish. No, you gotta be okay with saying like, that's so true. You're <clears throat> selfish. You gotta be okay with it. Can it's I, a way of like still trying to sugarcoat it. It's like no, it's just yeah. Hop onto that, okay. Carlos. I, I, yeah, I, I've I've heard you out, um, and I agree with you actually almost ninety nine point nine percent. But here is where the difference lies, and I feel like that. In your own words, if you both could give a little comment on what you think the difference is between lying. And a false statement. Um, my thought process is the difference between a false statement and a lie is intention. And so, what concerns me when you say selfishness, it gives the intention of take. Because if you're selfish, innately, what you're describing is taking more than you should. Maybe only to the degree that another person needs it. It doesn't mean maliciousness. It can mean anything. So hold on. Let's touch. so selfish. No, selfish means. I'm putting myself first. That's why I said self-care instead of selfishness. Taking more than you should is subjective. I just literally said that. But what I'm saying is that if we learn to describe... But do you follow what I'm saying though? Like, 
taking more than you should is subjective meaning. That that's based on okay, your so judgment what, and okay. her judgment and my judgment. Then let me right? ask you. Uh, because from what you're describing, what is selfish about it? Let's in the most in the best way and the worst way possible in all the spectrum that you've lived. What makes a decision based on your own good selfish? So so what I mean by selfish is meaning just putting yourself over everything else. But but it gives the connotation that it's a negative connotation because why no, can't why can't it equally? I'm saying because you it's the word selfish is the charge of negative and positive is what you put on it. That's exactly what it I'm has saying. Nothing to, That's why I don't word like the word selfish. selfish. In itself is not negative. It's not. It's how you view it. So yeah. a, a more palatable. So that's what I was saying. Was like it's people who have an issue with being selfish have to are view usually it as people who view view selfish as negative. Right. And those are usually the people who see it as negative are the ones who need to work on being more selfish. Right. To to understand what self care is. People who see selfish as being positive might need to lean a little bit more towards not being so selfish. But the person who sees it as selfish being negative. They probably need to lean a little bit more towards being more selfish. And that's why I offer the terminology of self-care. If you could view selfishness in a better light, you could understand where the value is of self-care versus selfishness. I agree with you there, but you're, you're talking, it's not about viewing selfishness in a better light. It's about understanding that the charge that you're putting on selfishness has nothing to do with it in itself. It has to do with... You, so then you, you you dive deeper. That's the opportunity to dive deeper and say, why do I see doing for myself as a negative thing? That is my point. And so my when verbiage... When I'm sitting here, you know, when I'm sitting mm -hmm. here, when you look at your situation and you're not better off than the majority of most people and you're still seeing that taking this or getting this is selfish, you got to understand that that's not necessarily... Then you're looking at things wrong. You need to evaluate seeing selfishness. Maybe what my mistake was was not to have you articulate it better because that is exact. We, we are when I said that we are 99.9 percent .9 on the same page. Yeah. This proves that. What I felt was left left in the conversation, left out in the conversation by describing it as a, a very general broad stroke of selfishness is that there are layers to selfishness and that as a human being. How you process is through perception. So if you view if you view what you need as selfish, then it's going to have a negative connotation. You have to readapt that to coming center. No, but to, that's what I'm saying. -care. If you view what you need as being selfish, isn't there's nothing negative about it? We're saying the same thing. I agree with you 100. But intention. That was my point of that whole thing. Is that. If your intention is to take more than you deserve or more than you've earned, then it is selfishness. But who's in that subjective? No, no, I'm talking about internal. I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying someone else. But I'm, I'm saying, saying that's subjective because you can't you can't tell somebody. No, no, no. I'm talking about I'm talking about telling someone else. I'm talking about internally the thought process with you. Do you feel like you're taking more, or do you feel like you've earned what you've given? I think y'all are literally saying the same thing. Y'all are just not wanting to. But if you have a low self-esteem of yourself, I you agree with feel... Drew 100. percent You could feel exactly. Like if you have a low self-esteem of yourself, you could feel like you're. Well, everything's gonna be selfish, right? Yeah. Because you because you have no self-worth, therefore you, you can't don't think you value deserve anything. what you deserve. Yeah, so that's, that's why... what I'm saying. It's subjective when you say mm -hmm. take what you deserve because if you feel like you don't deserve anything, or well, if you're somebody that feels like you deserve everything, it's subjective. Can you? Well, here's a good point, or good question. 
I feel like respect is earned. It can never be taken and it can never be given. It is a, it is a matter of earning that, right? And a lot of people want to take but, respect uh, as, as the boss, given. as the CEO. Actually, but no, actually, listen, it's not earned. Respect is you not earned? You think it's given then broken or what? It's given. Well, yes, it's given. It's given. Listen. Through earning it. No. It's so you're telling me you'll give me wait. something that you don't feel, feel like I deserve? No. Actually, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I gotta... Wait, wait. That. Listen, y'all need to stop talking for a second because y'all are fucking butting heads right now, okay? Let me talk yeah. about my opinion. Hold on. Just let me talk about my opinion. I know, but... Put some like, estrogen in this conversation. I'm just saying, like, let me hop in for a second. So I first was thinking, you're right, it has to be earned. But at the same time, I feel like it has to be earned back if you have broken it because I will always give someone respect no matter like no matter the situation so say i walk like a into courtesy respect yeah so like say i walk into someone's uh say i'm home. starting to date a guy and yeah. i walk into someone's home and i have respect for them so i'm not going to say certain things or do certain things to disrespect them and so that's how i feel like it is given automatically but right. if it is broken and if it is blah 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 you know then then it can be broken and then maybe yeah. earned back, but at the same time, so like that. that exactly. So I do agree with you. So, I agree yeah, with you in I don't that aspect of it. Disrespect somebody until they earn respect. So I aren't you giving? You. Aren't you pre-giving respect? Exactly. And expecting I respect in return? you until you show me otherwise. Until you show me reason Thank to you, not you respect you. Thank you, my point. So it's given. Respect is given. First I love how given. y'all are. It sounds like y'all are arguing, but you're literally agreeing with everything. <laughs> but you said it was earned, and I said no. It's given until you until it's earned by what you give first. It's no. the whole principle from the Bible. No. If, if you want a friend, you, be if, a friend first. So he's saying, no, no, he's saying, so he's saying the same thing. He's saying the same thing, but except, so you go into a situation and you are, you know, giving, you giving? you're saying, you're yes. saying giving, you're saying you're giving their respect. So since you see that they're giving you the respect, you're going to also respect them. Yeah. So it's given. It's given, but you also earned. with giving, bro. They tell you this and everything. Can this I is you, a can universal I, law. You lead with giving. If you want something, did I not just say that? You, did I not just say you give the I'm respect not, first and to get it back? But I thought you said you have to earn respect. Why would you think that when you have two ears? I've been talking to you. <laughs> you say I believe you have to earn respect. I, I said respect is earned. It's earned. How? how it is it earned by what you give. Ah, uh, <laughs> look, he he tried to trick me there. I see. I see. Oh, but yeah. I told you, 99 yeah. percent. So I agree basically, with you. yeah. If somebody's like, which goes back to the the universal that's principle. That's what I mean by whatever giving. you I'm want like, to receive, you have to give first. From you, I'm gonna give you respect. Yes. But the moment you disrespect me, you catch his yes. hands, dog. So I mean, all I, I guess my whole point in that is, you have to give what you expect, which is hard because it, how hard is it? I've learned that in in the 60 days of quarantine. It's with about her. as hard as convicting Carol Baskin on. <laughs> She ain't never going to jail. Oh my uh, god! Because she's afforded luxury of being a female, right? If a guy, I grew up. This in, bitch said she just didn't know where her husband is. Dude, if a guy, oh, I, how many guys have gotten locked up? I, like I'm from Chicago. Hanging out with him tonight, and she go disappear, and we, yeah. just, we don't know. Where but if happened. a female did that, let me tell you, I grew up in if, Chicago. If it was vice versa, no, there'd listen, be a whole fucking oh god, forty minutes Hooker. or sixty minutes on it. I grew up in a town. I grew up in Chicago, and not too far away from where I grew up, there was a there was a city called Bolingbrook, and there was a there was a cop who had two ex wives disappear, and they found they they convicted him on probable cause. Right. But I feel like it's so much easier if a female said, "Oh, I haven't, you know, oh hey, where's Chuck? Where's Drew? Where's where's Carlos? Where's you know David?" 
Oh, I don't know. It's like, it, it wouldn't be as... I agree, yeah. Because they're the victim, the, the vulnerability there, right? Maybe we need to take a pause. Yeah, let's take a pause. All right, let's take a pause. Welcome back, guys. We are just back from the break. Uh, Drew and I, when we left, uh, we were in a very uh, hearted debate. Uh, but I think that's the great thing about our friendship is that we can we can we can differ on opinions, but we can but we also don't disrespect each other to where we can come back to the conversation and share. And so yeah, we always come back. Like, and I value your opinion, Drew, one hundred percent. Yeah, we don't see eye to eye. We've had some. Well, that's the beauty. That's what I was telling you about on our last podcast. Opposites attract for a reason. If you, it, and you should, if you can get past the differences, you are a more well-rounded couple. Mm-hmm. And Drew and I, even that in that respect, we're a couple. That goes in friendships too. Like yeah. people always think, like man, if you hang out with people that just always say yes to everything, agree with everything, and say, how are you being like, challenged? How are you growing? Yeah, like come on, man. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's how I feel. <laughs> that's one way to put it. Like, that's like, I yeah. need a challenge, and and just so. You, like we were talking about with the disc assessment, and I, I shared that with. It's so funny. I had some people at work, and I shared this with them. A I, lot of people are reaching out to you. You know, about... I'm a high, I'm a high D, and so like I look for challenges because I, my whole thing is I, I feel. I like think we you, all do. You grow from a challenge, like, right? You don't grow from something that doesn't. There's there's fifty percent of the population, give or take, that don't embrace a challenge. They don't see it as a positive. They don't see it as a way to grow. So they shut away from it as a Opposed to, I think, all three of us who have come to a personal development level where we realize that contrast really will give you a lot of uh, information and growth. Yeah, and I think uh, also someone with like anxiety too, like reaching out to all those people. Someone who has anxiety and is um, kind of going to do those challenges. It is like, I'm not going to say harder because everyone has their own thought process and their own struggles and stuff, but... But being able to kind of push myself out of my boundary has been like, I've been like super proud of myself because, you know, even like coming out here and doing the podcast with you guys, like I could see myself doing it. I'm like, I would love to do that. But like the other side of me is like, I don't know, like maybe, maybe just stay comfortable and just like stick with what I'm doing. And, um, you know, I've got work on my hands. Like I'm yeah. giving myself excuses to like reasons why to not do it. But then, then like when I push myself, like y'all definitely were helping with that you know and so like i was like you know what fuck it like i'm gonna try to do this and i'm gonna commit to it and i'm so happy i did so like that's what i'm saying like someone with with anxiety like it is kind of harder to push myself to challenge myself even though i want to do something i it's hard for me to not stay in my comfort zone because that's what i'm so to be confident of yourself yeah exactly and live with the decision that you make yeah and so i'm really really happy about it so well uh shall we segue out uh yeah let's do it yeah, so our Netflix, our Netflix and chill, chill, right? Segment, right? Yeah, so, so what's funny? I haven't checked it out. Y'all gotta check out the Ozarks. I gotta update know? on that too myself. Yeah, we all gotta update on it. The The latest uh, season just came out, Ozarks 3. It's not a lot of seasons. Hopefully you can catch up by then. We talked about Tiger King and fucking Carol Baskin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you got a thought on that, uh, you can reach us at one eight seven seven five one two. T-R-U-E, and that's our 1-800 number. Exactly. And, you know, leave a voicemail, tell us what you're, what, how Topics you're adapting. Or, or Netflix special you think yeah. we should cover on here. And also, if y'all want to send us any personal emails, we each have our 
our own email on that. Um, so I'm Emily at truesocialaustin.com. Carlos at truesocialaustin.com. And then you can reach you at info because he, <laughs> he facilitates yeah. most of the yeah, general yeah. information. Info at truesocial.com. Yeah, give us give us some feedback. Uh, every Sunday we check all those. Those are screened. And then, and then uh, yeah, and if our- your story makes it uh, on Wednesday, you could uh, potentially call in or even be on the podcast. Exactly. And uh, we're gonna we're starting up a Snapchat, so if you could follow us on there at True Social ATX. And of course Instagram at True Social ATX. So yeah. yeah. So we hope everybody's being safe and uh, having a good time and hopefully we can uh, provide some more more entertainment. Any last thoughts guys before we close out? No. Hey, any no. any words for the people? Guys, I did wanna clear out that like if you're watching us, like we are being responsible. We encourage yeah. you out there you see us hanging out yeah. but th- these are the only people we're hanging out with as we like to always say um be you be true be social until next time guys thank you so much <laughs>